but we've got a little gift for you here. All right. Come on, one more time. Give a shout for them. Replacement for Bryson, I can tell you that right now. Come on, just stand, just stay standing with me for a moment. I just sense we just we hit some deep water there that we don't quickly want to get out of. When you begin to groan in your spirit for what is on the heart of God, your prayers become the hinge of history. I'm going to say that again because some of you are just looking at me like you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. When you begin to groan in your innermost being, when, when you sing songs like that, and it's more than just an emotional high that you get, but on the inside of you, you realize that, that nations are on the heart of God. And you begin to be moved by those things that move Him. And you begin to pray concerning those things that are on the heart of God. Your prayers become the hinge of history. We had a great president that said, I do not fear what history will say about me, for I intend to write history myself. The hinge of history is the prayer of the church. When we pray in Alaska those things that are on the heart of God, those desires that are in the spirit of prayer, when you begin to become the authoritative voice, the legal access of God in the earth, so that the will and the plans and the purpose of God can be prayed through you by the power of the Spirit, then things change in a city. Things change in an area. It changes in a state. You may never see it in the headline news. You may never see it on the on the 6 o'clock news at night. You may never see it on the Internet. But you know that when you pray the heart of God, things change. It's not about being... I, just when Pastor Daniel said, you may never see him on TV or whatever, my prayer... I don't want you seeing me on those things. I don't want that. On the inside of me, there has been so much of that, that lies that tell you that the only way that you're successful in ministry is to get that. That is a lie. That is false. That is not true. I know you're standing. I, I, want to, I want to say one more thing. In Romans chapter 8, we, we take this verse so out of context sometimes. The Bible says, For we know that all things work together for good. We act like, we act like everything's just going to work together. We hear it all the time. Everything's just going to work together because you know God's going to work all things together. You better read the verse before that. Because the verse before that says that Holy, Holy Spirit is here to make intercession through us. He helps our infirmities. He makes intercession through us. According to the will of God. And as a result of that, all things will work together for good. What if nobody's praying? What if nobody's 
being used by the Spirit of God in prayer and intercession and supplication, then all things are not going to work together for good. The only way that you can stamp all things are going to work together for good is if you've done the, the part before that. You've been showing up for early morning prayer. You've been, you've been locking yourself in your prayer closet. Okay, praise the Lord. You've been doing the thing that is required of you in private so that you can be rewarded in public with power. All things working together for good. It all has to come to prayer. It comes to us being yielded to the Spirit of God in prayer at four in the morning, at two in the morning. Come on, let's pray for a moment over Alaska. Father, I thank You tonight that You are the God of breakthrough, that You are the God of breakthrough, that, Lord, we are not restricted to just do it from this side, but You are the God of breakthrough who works from the heavenlies. As Daniel told us in his book that you are working, you are fighting, you are doing your part on your side to break through. Oh God, a breakthrough. Breakthrough in Alaska like never before. Bring breakthrough in the state of Alaska. Come, Lord. Make war through your church against every enemy of unrighteousness and unholiness. Make, make war against every enemy of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, make war. Oh God, make war. Come, teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. Let us see a breakthrough, a great breakthrough. Like we've never seen. Shake the heavens and the earth. Rim the mountains that they can flow down. In your presence and cause great things to shake and to shift in the kingdom of God over this area, pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Look with me to the book of Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 3, we'll look at one little verse here. We are so excited to be in Alaska. As Pastor Daniel said, we've been in the islands. We flew to the, to the islands uh, April the 10th. Haven't been home since. And uh, we preached, I think, in every extension except three in the islands. And then they flew us to Antioch. We stayed a week in Antioch, did meetings there. And then we flew to Seattle on this past Saturday and preached Sunday morning, Sunday night in Antioch, or in Seattle, and then came here. So here we are. Glory to God. Now, we're going to be here for a few weeks, apparently. And we're excited about it. Just to be real honest with you, I, I didn't know. I, I thought you guys, I, I just thought Alaska was just full of a bunch of liars because I never saw green grass when I came. I didn't know the trees budded. I, I didn't know there's anything. I didn't know people talking about, well, we mow our grass. I, I thought, you don't mow your grass. You lie. You, you don't know it. But then we came in the summertime. Whoa. The sun does shine and grass does grow and the, and the trees do bud. The first time I came, it was in uh, October, late October. It was already snowy on the ground. How many of you were here four years ago when I was here? It was cold. There's no grass on the ground. Nobody's mowing grass outside. The next time I came, what was it? It was January. There was no grass anywhere. Maybe six feet under. Then what? Then the, la the next time we came, when was it? It was in, yeah, November last year. Oh, Lord. I thought they hate us. They, they just hate us. And then something happened when Mandy and I were flying up yesterday. We began to look and it seems that there's green stuff in Alaska. What is... I took my glasses off. I thought for some reason my sunglasses... It's green! 
It's alive! It's alive! We're just happy to be here. Praise God. I, now, I, I, I know this is on the internet, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. I like Alaska better than Hawaii. Even when we were coming in the winter, I still said, we like, I like Alaska. My wife, I don't know, we're, I'm not sure, we're unequally yoked. My wife says sun, beach, water, you know, that kind of stuff. I want to see animals and mountains and trees, but she likes Alaska too, right? I think you said that might be changing. You're, yeah, we're, we're equal right now, but I think she's, we're going to be here a few weeks, so I'm thinking y'all going to bump up a little bit in Mandy's eyes. We've seen tremendous things happen in KC through the islands. We were just sharing with Pastor Daniel that just in, a, in Antioch, we had some folks get saved. So encouraging. Folks get saved that have never, we're talking adults, get saved, first time conversions that have never owned a Bible. So Mandy and I, in the altar, I promised him, I'm going to buy you a nice Bible. You come back to church. You come back to the next day. I'm giving you a Bible. We're giving you a Bible. You're going to keep that Bible. You're going to read that Bible. We, we gave it to a woman. We gave it to a couple. And then the couple brought their kids to church. Their kids get saved from the island of Laos. They get born again. They've never owned a Bible, never read a Bible. After the Sunday morning service, the, ki- the children get born again. We're talking 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old, something like that. Get born again. They've never owned a Bible. We buy the kids a Bible. They come up to us after service and say, Will you, will you teach us how to use the... Thank you for the Bible, but we don't know how to use it. How, how do you use a Bible? something on the inside of me just begins to burn when I see new converts that have never owned the Bible in their entire life, never thumbed through the pages of that holy book. And then they get born again. They say, we want to know how to use that. There's something about that book. We want to know how to use that. We're like, yeah, you better use it. That book's on fire. Come on. That book is on fire. There's something about that book. Lester Summerall said, don't go through the book. Let that book go through you. Don't you love in Ephesians chapter 6 when Paul says, taking the, the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit? Isn't that a good word? Because we say it's our sword. We act like it's everybody else's. But the Scripture says it's the sword of the Spirit. It's not just our weapon. It's His weapon. Do you know the Word of God will keep you free? If you stay in it, if you stay in the Word, the Word will keep you free. Those sin cycles, if you get in the Word, the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit of God. When you get into the Word, He'll begin to cut stuff off of you that have bound you. It's His sword. Some of y'all ain't excited about that because you obviously ain't been reading your Bible like you ought to. But I tell you right now, if you do, there's something about it. It'll hook you. The Word of God will hook you. It's got some stuff in it that... You know it's a powerful book. That's why some of you don't read it. I'm talking about people on the Internet. I'm not talking to anybody in Israel. I'm talking about people on the Internet not reading their Bible. People all over the world. People somewhere else. None of you. I know all of you got a steady diet. Oh, yeah. 
But you know that's a powerful book because there's some of this stuff. I've been studying the Bible for over 15 years, uh, well over 15 years, but in the ministry that long, I've been studying that book and there's still some pages I don't like to turn to. There's some stuff in that Bible that when I began, the Bible says it's like looking at yourself in a mirror. When I look at myself in the mirror, there's sometimes I go, that, that can't be me. But it is. But the more the Bible says, the Bible has this principle, the Bible teaches us the principle, that you become what you behold. You become what you behold. So whatever you give your attention to, most of all, is what you look like. That's why our kids know every pop singer and every rock and roll singer and every game that's ever been produced for Xbox and all those kind of things. But they can't tell you anything about Daniel or Jeremiah or Isaiah because that's what they behold. It's just a Bible principle. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad I came to Holy Ghost Night on Tuesday night in Wasilla, Alaska. The Word of God will set you free and not only set you free, as a matter of fact, Jesus says, the truth will make you free, which is literally the translation in the Greek language, which is a creative order word. It's not just setting you free because you are not a bird that was in a cage. You are a marred image that had to be remade. And when you know the truth, the truth will make you free, not set you free. He didn't just open the prison door. He, he made you all over again because if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And now all things are of God who has made us. Well, anyway, that, that's not my text, but it's true anyway. The Word's good. It's good. It's good for you. I went to preach at a pastor's conference one time way down in Texas and this guy got up before me and said, oh, you know, I, I was preaching service, after, was doing service after, for some reason. I don't even know why I was there. And uh, this guy got up before me to preach and he said, well, you know, brothers and sisters, I'm like a vitamin to the body of Christ. I'm here to, you know, and he talked about being a vitamin. I got up and said, I'm more like X-Lax. Our little brother here, he's, he's like vitamins. He just wants, I, I'm here to tell you that there are people dying all over the world in hospitals because they can't get past some waste that's in their life. They can't get past some junk. They can't, they can't pass the waste out of their life and they're dying as a result of it because they're poisoned. So repentance is a good thing. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. I indeed, John says, baptize you with water under repentance. But he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John says, and we don't have time to look at the whole thing, but John says, I indeed, but He. When we look at this, when we look at what's going on in our nation right now, we can come to this conclusion, we can do so much. And then there's got to be a but he. We can do our part, we can we can we can beg and plead and act like whatever, but if he doesn't show up and rescue a generation, we're in trouble. 
And I love what Dutch Sheets says. Dutch Sheets had a vision where the Lord said, I'm going to love a generation into purity. I am going to love a generation into an awakening. I'm going to love a generation into holiness. And I think we're living in that day now. I really believe that we're living in the Psalm in, in Psalm chapter 2. In Psalm chapter 2, the psalmist begins by saying the heathen are raging. The people are imagining vain things. They're setting themselves against the Christ. They're setting themselves against the anointed and the anointed ones to do all kinds of injustice to us, to get rid of chains, to break the fetters. But the last verse at the end of that Psalm chapter 2, the Bible says, there comes a decree from heaven that says, Kiss the Son, lest He be angry. And sandwiched between verse 1 and that last verse, where the heathen are raging, the people are plotting against the Lord and against the church, sandwiched between that and the decree, Kiss the Son, lest it be angry, is a prayer meeting. Ask of me. And I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. And the uttermost parts of the earth is your possession. Why? Because the previous verse says, I have set my king on the holy hill of Zion. And this is the decree that he said to the son, Ask me and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. So there came another decree out of that prayer meeting. And it was, Kiss the son, lest they be angry. It is the church who should be calling renegade powers and renegade judges and renegade authorities back into alignment under the kingdom of God to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But in order for it to work, the church has to walk in such power and such divine dominion that when we pray, earthly kings shake and earthly kingdoms begin to shift and demon powers are shaken off their throne because we have so prayed, come kingdom, be done, O will, that we walk in such authority that when our voice is released in the earth, demons have no other choice than to obey the voice of the sons of God in the earth. And all of it revolves in Psalm chapter 2 around a prayer meeting. It has been for a number of years that prayer is the Cinderella of the church. We keep her locked in a back room somewhere. Don't let her get out because people aren't attracted because I, I was watching... I was watching a live service. You can actually get on the Internet and watch the live service of Dr. Paul Youngie Cho's services because they're a day ahead. You can, you can catch it. I was watching Dr. Cho as he got before his congregation there in Korea. And he said, let us pray. There was such power. <laughs> there was such power that came out of those Koreans as they began to pray, that I jerked the headphones out of my ears and, and screamed, ah! oh, I, thought, I think I almost gave my wife a heart attack. Because I was sitting on the couch just trying to enjoy a nice service. But such power came through that Internet connection and hit me that I, it almost felt like I had touched into an electrical outlet. Because they haven't been praying for just a few weeks or a couple of years. 
they have established a lifestyle of prayer whereby the dominion of the kingdom can be established in their life at such a degree that when they begin to pray, when they lift their voice, it's not just about the loudness and the volume. It is that place out of their spirit that when they pray, they have tapped into a dominion. They have tapped into a power. They have tapped into an ability that absolutely is carried on the voice of their prayers that will shake things. I don't know how many thousands of miles they are away from me, but I know one thing, that when they prayed, I felt it. John says, I baptize you with water into repentance, but he that comes after me. John said, I, but he. John realized there's only so far that I can go. There's only a certain amount of things that you can do and still make an impact in Alaska. But when you come to a place where you realize it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by His Spirit, that at that moment there is an enabling power that comes upon the church which enables the church to move the heavens and the earth, if need be, in order for a shifting and a change to take place. Do you sense this in the room? There's a heaviness because of the fact that God is calling us into a place of prayer that we have never known before. And it is going to take a commitment to prayer, a commitment to devotion to God like we have never had. Because we are facing things in the world that we have never faced before, that nobody has ever faced. And it's not going to take ordinary prayer to overcome extraordinary obstacles. It's going to take a person who has absolutely sold out himself into the things of God to change. The true Word of the Lord always shakes things. You never hear a true Word from God that leaves everything the way that it was before the Word came. A true Word from God always shakes something. If it's not shaken, it ain't the true Word of the Lord. See then that you do not refuse Him who speaks from heaven. Because they refuse Him who spoke from heaven. But there's another shaking. As a matter of fact, one Greek scholar tells us that when he says, I'll shake not only earth, but heaven also, it means a cosmic sifting hour. It means that the entire universe is going to come under a shifting and a shaking. And if we're not in that day today, we're, I don't know where we are. We are in that day. We are in the day when the planets and everything around us is shaking because it is groaning for the true sons of God. The earth is moaning and groaning under the weight and the pressure of sin that it should never have known. But it's waiting for the true manifested sons of God to arise in the earth. You are here to shift and to shake things and to stop the groaning of the earth, to relieve the pressure that the earth should not be under because of the authoritative voice of the church and the sons of God moving in such power and dominion in the earth that we shift things off of the earth that shouldn't even be here and send them back. To the place from whence they came to command demons that are not legal on the earth to be removed. 
until thy kingdom come and his will is totally done upon the earth. It's not heresy. It's not heresy. It should be the true picture of what we do when we pray. That when we pray, things ought to move in such a matter that it absolutely shakes everything around us. We are in the days of great awakening. You are smack dab in the middle. Let me say this and then I've I got to turn it over to Pastor. I'm already late. In 1830, there was a great awakening that happened. In the, in the island, on the island of Molokai. Mandy and I went to that church with Pastor Robert and Minister Lonnie and stood on that ground. I can't talk about it. It might mess me up too bad. I, where in 1830 there was a great awakening. And over a thousand Hawaiians would gather in that building that had been delivered powerfully out of sin and out of the bondage most of them that were in that room that day had either participated or done human sacrifices, kahunas that had been delivered, that had spilled human blood to the sacrifice of idols. But they were powerfully swept into the kingdom of God through a great awakening. And that awakening happened. It shook the islands. It shook that island. And it shook islands all around. And we stood there. I, I had my camera. I had it all figured out. We're going to go in. We're going to make a little documentary and put it on our website. We went and visited a church where in 1830 they had a great awakening. We got into that. My foot stepped on that ground and something happened. All I could do was hug my camera and my tripod. And I cried all over my little video camera. I thought I was going to short circuit it. I thought it was going to rust out. I didn't know. I, we didn't get any documentary. We we didn't film anything. We just stood and wept knowing that on that very dirt there was such an awakening that happened in 1830 and God is going to do it again. Mandy and I just spent three months in eastern Kentucky where in the, 18, in the early 1800s the great awakening happened out of eastern Kentucky and Cane Ridge and we feel the rumbles of that thing happening. We feel the rumbles of that thing happening to where there was over 10,000 people that would assemble out at Cane Ridge before the, found, before the sun would come up in the morning, there would be 10,000 people and they would pray in the islands of Hawaii and on Molokai when that, when that great awakening happened. The leader of that revival, the pastor of that church says that he came with the intention that he was going to instruct those Hawaiians that when we pray, we pray fervently. But he found out that when he called prayer over a thousand Hawaiians that had been delivered out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, when they prayed, they lifted up their voice and shook the building that they were in because of the passionate prayers. They knew the power that had delivered them and they knew that that power could deliver an entire generation. If you ever forget the power that delivered you, Unless God intervenes through someone else, your family is in trouble. It is a dangerous thing to forget the power that drug you from the dregs of sin. Because if you forget, who's going to shout that praise and that work to the next generation? You have to remember... That the psalmist said, He reached down a long way for me. 
This poor man cried to the Lord, and the Lord heard his cry and raised him up from the dunghill. Such power. And it's out of that place that when you begin to cry unto God, it's out of that place that a shaking can come to Alaska because you remember that the same the same power that knocked drug addiction, alcohol addiction, all these sin cycles out of my life will knock it out of every person around me that has never known Jesus. There's, this is it. This is the days of awakening. We're right smack in the middle of it. And if you don't see it, you just don't see it. But we see it. We see that when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness covers the people, upon us shall His light shine. Come on, give a shout to the Lord as pastor comes. Let's close in a word of prayer. Come on, just lift your hands to Jesus. Lord and the the revelation that you have given us but Lord even tonight there is so much more there is so much more that you have for us to walk in you have called this house Lord to be a house with a breaker anointing to bring forth Lord a shaking to lead in the things of the spirit and I know you've done that in other houses as well these, O oh God, are the days that you are summoning your great power. And as smoke is driven away, so you are using your people to pray and drive away the smoke of the demonic. You're raising up a people. You're raising up a generation. All of creation groans, waits for the sons of God to be revealed. The Bible says to as many as believed in Him, He gave them the right to become children of God. Not of the will of, of man, but of the will of God. 
is the hour. This is the time. What will you do? Oh, church, what will you do with the time that's given to you? Will you squander it?
talking to Dr. Morocco today and we were talking about our Victory Sunday and all that God did through all of our churches. And he said, oh, I said, well, Pastor, praise God for what he did. He said, yes. I, I said, Doctor, I just so grieve sometimes that I'm not able to communicate to my people the truth of what God's Word says. And it so grieves me because I take it I take it seriously. This is not some job I have. I don't punch a clock. This is my life. And I say, you know, you need to pray for me that I can do better to communicate about about giving and and the, the tremendous opportunity it is. This is a very holy moment right now. If you need to leave, be late. Just a moment longer. And he said this to me. He said, he said, yes, it it grieves me that I some people just don't get it. They they just if they would just learn to sow and give, God will bless them far beyond anything they can imagine, but they just don't get it. He said, Well, we'll just keep praying and we'll keep declaring, Pastor Daniel. I said, Yeah, Doctor, we will. But the way he said it was like He gets it at a far deeper level than I do. I'm telling you right now, this moment, if you've got two pennies and that's all you have, you stick it in this offering. I'm telling you, this is a holy moment right now. You plant something. Believe, pray, talk to your wife, do something. Because this is a holy thing. You sow it into the shaking that's going to take place in Alaska. Andy and Jason are revivalists. That's what they do. They come to shake the church. He's certainly not come for some offering. He's come to see this state broken out. He's come because he believes in what we're doing. He believes in the vision. And I'll tell you, whether you give or not, God just takes care of them anyway because He's just their favorite ones. <laughs> but I don't want you to miss an opportunity to do something. Alright, all of you youth, do something. Amen. Just put your cell phone in there if you want to. Maybe that'll set you free. Amen. You need an envelope. Go ahead and slip your hand up. Wow. What a word. What a great word. Do something. If it's making a pledge and you believe God, if you don't have one cent, believe God to have a cent to do it. It's all about faith. If you believe God. Believe God to do something. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the time. For you and I to change history. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the time. For the great shaking. There is coming another awakening. There is. I'm asking God, do whatever you got to do in me. I don't care how it is. Just don't want to be passed up. Y'all ready? Ushers, would you come?
Lord, we sow a seed tonight, yes, into the Adair's ministry, but into the revelation of the the power and the authority that we have as your as your chosen people, your grafted in new creations. Lord, and as we sow a seed into the word that was preached, I pray that we would rise now in a new level of faith and power. Shake us from our lethargy. Shake us from our apathy. Shake us, Lord. Let us not be a smooth-kneed, apathetic church. Let prayer not be the Cinderella of this church. You've been the backbone of this ministry for 30 years. And yet you want to bring us up to another level. Let us not be asleep in the arms of the enemy. Let us rise with our God-given, blood-bought right and exercise the authority over powers and principalities and, and rulers and dark places and declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Let us rise in this hour and proclaim what you're going to do in this state, that Alaska, hear the word of the Lord, you shall be saved. United States of America, hear the word of the Lord, you shall be saved. Every nation, every tribe, and every tongue, hear the word of the Lord, you shall be saved. If you believe that's the will of God, and it's for us to pray that through and, and perform it and declare it, say amen. Amen. Go right ahead, usher. Man, hallelujah. As soon as you give, stand up on your feet. I know we've gone a little bit over. I try to be sensitive to that. Do not miss Sunday morning. I'm telling you, there is a divine hookup from God bringing an impartation into our church. You invite everybody you know. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Call on His name. Call it. Call on His name. Come on. Come on, let's pray for our state, and then we're going to close. We'll pray for our nation too. Pastor Karen, would you come? Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you that you have positioned us in our state. Lord, in this city, God, and in Anchorage and in Delta. And Lord, we thank you for opening a door for us to be in Toke and even Fairbanks. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would raise up and release the laborers that are needed, people that you've called, Lord, to be a part of those these works, oh Lord, in our state. Father, we pray, even as we've been praying, Lord, for the oil, even as the oil comes down from the north, God, that the oil of your spirit would come forth, Lord, and flow, Lord, through our state, Lord, that revival would happen, that you would cause our hearts of people to hunger and thirst for you, you would enable us, enable people to come to you, oh Lord, and Lord, we thank you for our country, Lord, I just pray right now, God, we pray for our president and first lady. Lord, we pray for protection and safety over them, God. Lord, we pray that he would be influenced from godly wisdom, Lord, and not from the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of this age, oh God. 
position those in our White House and in the government, God, that are, would, would be able to speak into his life and influence decisions. And we just ask that you would intervene, oh God. Do what you want to do in our nation, oh God. Cause your church to rise up. Rise up and walk in what you call us to walk in, Lord. Knowing our identity and having settled that and pushing all that aside. Walk and take over and walk in dominion. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I must say. When, uh, when Jason was preaching and talking about what's happening, about the days of awakening, I really, in my spirit, felt strongly that the Lord was saying that because this extension has carried the mainland, and that's no... There's, there's no question about that. It's known in all the mainland, all the other churches that you're giving and your prayers has really carried them and they've been able to stay open. And I feel like the Lord was saying that because of that, that He wants to use this extension to just blow open Alaska so that you have fulfilled the 12 to 12, the part of the 12 of the mainland that's not yet been done, where maybe those extensions have been struggling, that there's been such momentum that's been started here, that you can get the last 12 going, that you can do it here in the next six months. I feel like there's such wind available right now, fresh wind in the sails of KC, that it can happen because there's momentum. So let's pray into that for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, we say, do it, Lord. Open up extensions. Send laborers here. Send laborers. We need more laborers, Lord. We need more laborers. We need more pastors. We need more help here, Lord. Send them from all over the country. Send them here, Lord. Send them from Maui. Send them from the island. Send them from all over the earth here to Alaska to help, Lord. Send laborers. Send laborers into your harvest. Send laborers into your harvest, Lord. We declare Alaska be open. Alaska be open. Alaska open up. Open up territories. Open up in the name of Jesus. Open up north. Open up south. East and west. Open up in the name of Jesus. We declare extensions. We declare KC 12-12-12 finished this year. Every one of my leaders, all of my leaders, quickly come to the front. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly run. Come to the front right now.
nothing else but you, Jesus. Service is almost over. Don't get distracted. Just press in. You're here. You feel the fire on you. You're still in the seats and the pews. And you believe that you're a part of this thing. You believe that you're a part of this end time army. Look, whether you feel this fire on you or not, but you know in your heart that you're a part of this thing. Donovan, I'm calling you out because you are and you might not know it. So come here. Come on. Come on. It's a gift on you. And bring your wife. It's always a family that he does. God always calls families. Lift your hands. Come on. Come if you feel it. You feel, yes, I'm a part of this thing. Crystal Rampy, come right here. Mandy, would you come and lay hands on Crystal? Holy Spirit. Jesus. Leaders arise. Let that anointing, that burn-destroying, yoke-destroying, burden-lifting anointing come upon them now. Raise up your generals. Raise up intercessors. Raise up apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Raise them up. Raise up the fivefold. Shake this state. Shake this state. Take every village, every borough. Let the fire of your spirit come, Lord, in and through us to take the state of Alaska from the glory of God. I'm telling you, there is a new apostolic anointing that's upon us. I don't understand it, but I know it as surely as I know anything. God is bringing us into a rapid growth in church planting. But He needs you. He needs people to pray. He needs people to say yes, to sacrifice, even as we preach on Sunday. As David said, I will not offer that which is to God, which costs me nothing. He's asking for your life, your whole life. Never done anything halfway. Never done anything halfway. The great anointing coming upon this family. Thank you. Thank you for John. Yes. Jesus. When it's all said and done, entire family, whole entire capo family, the whole, the whole family will be in ministry. The whole family. There's an apostolic gift upon upon your son. But not just Him. You're really called to be one of the chief intercessors for Him. The Lord's going to wake you up in the night. He's going to speak to you. He's going to give you the boldness of a lion. For the righteous are as bold as a lion. You've asked Him to do it. You're not disqualified. You're qualified by the blood of the Lamb. You will preach. You will lead women. The reproach is lifted off of you even this night. The reproach is lifted off of you, O woman of God. 
Arise. This is your hour. This is your hour. Oh, Jesus. Do it. Do it, God. Yes, Lord. Fire. With fire. Fire. Jesus. Holy Spirit. Consecrate yourself. Set yourself apart right now. If you need to repent of sin, do it now. Consecrate yourself. Come to a next level of devotion. As you've come from Florida, says the Lord, how I spared you, even from the cords of death. There is new life that's going to course through your veins. New life. The old is gone. Remain broken, humble, desperate, and transparent. I will fulfill every vision and the visions that are yet to come. There's generational blessing on you that's just kicking in right now. And it's big. You'll find a favor that begins to come on you in the days and weeks, months, years to come. That favor won't be just because you're handsome or anything like that. It comes because there are those who have gone before you, even in your family too. Those who have gone before you, their prayers are eternal. Prayers eternal! You're the answer to many prayers that have been prayed before the throne of God with groanings utterances travail touched 
about churches where I'm going to close in a minute. Just come on, press it. Come here, John. You want some? Come here, little buddy. Lift your hands to God. Close your eyes. Holy Spirit, you've called him. You've saved him. Anoint him even from a young age. Jesus. lift your hands and just pray in the Holy Ghost and we're going to close here in just a moment. I mean, there's no real way to close a service like this. Yield fully to Him. Justin, come here. Quickly, quick, 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 right here. Quick. You lift your hands. Close your eyes. Because He's a big God that you serve. The enemy's tried to tried to bring a defilement even upon you through different friends or things that you might have seen. The Lord has called you. The Lord has anointed you. Even as you hear Brother Jason preach on probably Sunday night, he's anointed you like that. Memory for the word. He's anointed you with fire. You're going to walk into it. You go and you listen to this recorded prophetic word over you, young man, because you're called to your people to be like a Moses, to be a deliverer. Don't think yourself too young. Begin to set an example in speech and deed and word. There's excellence upon you. Though the enemy's trying to really take you out early, You've been spared and sustained and protected and provided for because you have a destiny and a purpose. And you will not miss it because you'll say yes. Isn't that right? Come on, say yes to him tonight. Yes, say yes with all your heart. Say, say yes. Jesus, touch him. He says yes. God heard you. I heard you. He said yes. Come on, somebody, say amen. Take someone by the hand all across this place. Revival, 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 revival is the spark. Reformation is the fire. Reformation, 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 reformation. What can we say, Lord, but that you are great and awesome and there truly is none like you. I thank you for every family that's here. I thank you and I declare every family to be saved. Lord, you save everyone. Touch all the the wayward children. Bring them back. Touch all the marriages, the grandparents. Touch each and every one. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And Lord, we were so lost and so headlong for hell. But Lord, you reached across and washed us and purchased us and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Lord, you have given us power. You have given us authority over all, all, over all the weapons of the enemy. There is no weapon that's formed against you that shall prosper. Lord, you have given us power and authority. Lord, let us walk in new authority and dominion. Give us a burden for prayer that we would see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you. We praise you and exalt you. Glorify you for all that you've done. 
Now there might be those online or maybe those here that don't know Jesus. You want to give your heart to Him for the first time or make a recommitment to Him. I never want to end this service without giving an opportunity. If that's you, just pray this prayer right out loud. Those of you online, pray right out loud. Those of you here in the sanctuary, pray out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, thank You for dying in my place. Thank You for rising again from the grave. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for hearing my prayer. I'll just feel led to say this one more time. Say, forgive me, God, for all of my wrongs, for all of my sin. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands one more time to Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Baptize afresh. But He hath come to baptize in the Holy Spirit with fire. Fill each and every one your Holy Spirit. Give them a prayer language. Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on all across this place. Pray in the Spirit. Come on a little louder, a little stronger. Come on. Come on, you're almost there. A little louder, a little stronger. Come on. There we go. That's just about there. Come on, a little stronger, a little louder. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Give God a hand clap tonight. Say amen. Hallelujah. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't you miss what's happening all this week. Got a prayer meeting Friday night. You show up, turn out, 7 o'clock. Amen? All right, Sunday morning at 10, Anchorage at 2. It's 2150 East Dowling. Be there. Sunday night at 6 o'clock. No leaders meeting this week. No leaders meeting this week. God bless you. Praise the Lord.